Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What is Snooze Flip? Snooze Flip is one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm, and you can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible, with one side up to 5 degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. This zippable cover makes the Snooze Flip a true 4-in-1 mattress. Don't stress through shopping hundreds of beds online. Snooze Flip has all the features in one and Snooze will ship it straight to your door. The mattress expands faster than most. You can be sleeping on your new mattress on the same day as delivery. There's a YouTube video of us unpacking Ali and RK's mattress in the bar. Check it out. When you are a part of Snooze Sleep, you are a part of a community, just like the DNVR community. No exaggeration, a community of go-getters, hustlers, athletes, entrepreneurs, the people who need to energize their bodies so they can wake up feeling amazing the next day and conquer their biggest dreams and goals. Finally, Snooze Sleep is locally based. We know how much you love supporting our local partners. The thing is, Snooze is made by Colorado, designed for the world. You can all take advantage of a new Snooze Flip mattress that gets delivered straight to your door and Snooze Sleep is hooking you up. Use the code DNVR and receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off with an adjustable base. That's $500 worth of savings on a queen mattress with an adjustable base. The dual split king savings are up to $1,000 with an adjustable base. $1,000. Guys, head to snoozesleep.com and grab your Snooze Flip mattress today. Welcome in to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm, and today it's a three-man panel. No Andre Simone, but we do have Jake Schwanitz. We do have Justin Michael. Uh, what's up, guys? So Excited to talk a little bit of football. Yeah, I mean, two pods in one week. I, I feel special. This is like a, a treat. <laughs> True. True. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun today. Uh, today, we're taking advantage of all the Broncos' new draft picks. Um, so, so here's what's going to go down. Uh, me and Jake went through and did mock drafts. Like we just used those online simulators. We went through the first three rounds um, because after the Von Miller trade, the Broncos have an extra second round pick, an extra third round pick. So we wanted to use those five picks in the first three rounds. So we're going to talk about those two drafts, but first we're going to go through a live draft with Justin and uh, we're just going to compare the results and see who did the best job. And uh, spoiler, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like the confidence. All right. So I just started one. I started a simulation. Denver currently with the 16th pick. Who okay. should I go? Let's see who's on the board. <sighs> Kenyon Green's still on the board. Uh could go Jordan Davis. Tyler Lindenbaum. That's no fun. <laughs> Jordan Davis is consistently there right now for the Broncos whenever you do him out. Interesting. He's a good football player. Why do you player. think that is? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe just... some sort of positional value. Like the the fact that he's like a defensive tackle. He does get some sacks though. That's the thing. It's like he's a big run stopper, but he does get in the backfield. And I guess he's behind DeMarvin Leal. So that would knock him down a spot too. Who knows? Right. I don't know. I mean, we saw Derek Brown go, what did he go? Seventh overall a couple of years ago. So uh, if you test well enough, as one of these big interior linemen, I'm sure that you can go multiple at least in the top 10, top 15. So I don't know. I mean, whether he's worth it at 16 is if that's the question you're asking. I don't know if that's, I think he could be worth it, man. He's pretty disruptive. So here are the quarterbacks still available. Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Carson Strong, and Kenny Pickett. All still available at 16. Strong's my guy. It's, I, I'm going to get a bad grade if I draft him based on like how they're ranking. Yeah. They have him at number 42, <laughs> but this is about the, this is about the public opinion. I don't, mm-hmm. don't care what kind of grade I get. I'm going Carson strong. Cause I think the Broncos need a quarterback. 
out of those four, I like him the best. I do think there's probably a strong argument for Kenny Pickett as well. Um, but they actually have Ritter and Howell ranked higher. I'm going Carson Strong with the 16th pick. Who did you guys get in your first round as it simulates to the second round for me? Uh, I got DeMarvin Leal. Oh, boy. 16. Wow, Ow. that's a great start. <laughs> uh, Dude, I don't know. I got Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. They just need guys in the trenches. He's the big... I, what, they started him this year at right tackle and moved him to guard. He's just a monster. And he could play tackle. He could play guard. And the Broncos need a lot of both. Yeah. I could have um, had Kenyon Green. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess let's debate. Do they need a do they need help in the trenches more than they need a quarterback right now? No, but I think they need help in the trenches more than they need one of these quarterbacks. Um, if this was like last year's class and you have one of those guys staring you in the face, I think you have to do it. I just I'm maybe things will change and I'll get more excited about these guys, but spending a first round pick honestly on any of these quarterbacks right now is just doesn't doesn't feel good in my heart. Yeah, I mean, I get the the want to do so. I think the only guy really right now that I would be okay with taking at 16 is Malik Willis. Yeah. Um, he wasn't there in mind, so I just figured I'll wait and see who drops. Um, but yeah, long way to go with a lot of these guys and a lot yet to prove. Um, I could definitely see Carson Strong in this range in some timeline. I don't know if it actually happens, though. For sure. Or Kenny Pickett, too. Right. If he keeps tearing it up, I mean, he might even be a Heisman guy. And if he's a Heisman winning quarterback and winds up testing well, he could be way up there. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty confident Carson Strong is going to be a top 15 pick. I'm not saying he necessarily should be, but I just think with the amount of teams that need quarterbacks and how I foresee him closing his season, I think there's a strong, strong chance it ends up playing out that way. Uh, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get a good grade on. Is he a senior? He is. Okay. So yeah, he'll be a big time senior bowl guy then too. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he kind of shapes up against other competition. Uh, Denver's second pick in the, in the second round, obviously number 48 overall. <sighs> I can't pronounce his name. The interior lineman, uh, Ikem Ikwuno from NC States on the board. He's ranked number 18. Could get Darian Kennard. That's kind of where I'm leaning at the mm-hmm. moment. Christian Harris is still there. I kind of have to shore up the trenches now, now that I went quarterback first round, right? Yeah, I think um, I kind of went into it looking at edge and like interior defensive line as one overall position group. I wanted to get at least one guy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get uh, a corner also. Um, that's something I prioritized. Um I don't know. I mean, where do you, a lot where of do you corners want to, off the board? Yeah, that's. I was able to snag a guy. Did I get one? I did not get one actually in this, uh, the one that I did. But there's a lot of guys that hang around to like the 50 overall pick. You could get like Darian Kendrick, a lot of guys in there. That's the one who always stood out to me. Just so long. Yeah. Just so like he's been on two good defenses. Like that, what a guy to be able to just bring in and be like, hey, you, you should at least be decent. Who knows what you get out of Bassey or Ojemudia, but yeah. Uh, crazy. If you would have told me a year ago, we'd be looking at another corner in like the second round. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where are you going, Justin? I think I got a good, I think I got a good Darian Kennard. Uh, I think the, the value at 48 is there. He's probably a first round pick when it's all said and done. I might've reached a little bit in the first round on Carson strong, at least based on the, on the rankings. But I think, how it all played out. If the Broncos were to land those two players in the first two rounds, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy. Yep. For sure. And Kennard plays tackle too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I do so, think he yeah. might be a guard at the next, but I, he might be a right tackle. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I mean, you have another, uh, what's uh, Dalton Reisner. Exactly. And that's the thing is like between Kennard or Reisner, one of them would be playing tackle. Who uh who did you guys get again? I'm trying to take notes so that I can go through them at the end and we can decide who won this whole thing. I took uh John Mechie. Ooh. John Mechie, I like that. Yeah. That's a sexy pick. Yeah. In, in um, this world, I figured, like 
Is Sutton gone? Patrick gone? How's this work? I f- yeah, I figured at least one of them was gone. Uh, worst case scenario, it's Sutton. You kind of prioritize more the defensive side of the ball. Um, that's kind of how I figured out because I didn't really address the the secondary or like uh, I did get a linebacker later on, but not like a premium pick on those guys. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Who did you have, Hank? Uh, I took Kenny Pickett. Nice. I, yeah, my thought was just that, I mean, one of these quarterbacks is still going to be there. Again, like Malik Willis, I agree. He's he's the number one. But out of Corral and Pickett and Strong and Ritter and all those guys, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take whoever's there at this point. And I was lucky. Kenny Pickett was the last one available. Got him at 47. Pretty solid. That is solid. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> it it's a it's a decent group of quarterbacks that just that falls in a lot of these. So it's, I mean, we're just so early though. Who actually knows? Exactly. All right. Again, 62 now in the third round. I am going with another pick that is not going to be graded well by these draft rankings, but a pick that if it happened in the third round, I'd be jumping for joy. Trey McBride, Colorado State tight end. I'm just trying to have fun at this point. Like, (laughs) if I can get him in the third round, why the hell not? I like it. Nice. I mean, mean, in terms of building a football team, the the Fant Alberto uh, Trey McBride combination probably isn't like the best use of assets, but I yeah, do know that those three tight ends ass ass out of town. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of them's always going to be hurt. That's like another um, good point. Yeah, don't they have to decide on Fant's option coming up this year? Is that right? Yeah. I so, so I mean, honestly, a third round tight end that might even replace and do better than Fant. Uh, for a mere fraction of the price would be just, it'd be getting away with robbery at this point. Definitely. He's a hell of a lot tougher than him. I mean, that's not even, he's not going to have any of those highlights where it's like Fant just not even attempting to make a block. I know there was that one bad one against the Ravens where I'm pretty sure he was running a route, but it looked horrible. Yeah. It can get messy sometimes. (laughs) I I mean, there's no way they pick up that option, right? Like he has done nothing to prove that he, should have that picked up. The crazy thing is statistically, like when you look at yards per reception and that type of stuff, he's actually like a top five tight end in his career. Like he he can stretch the field. It's just one of those, anybody that actually watches the Broncos every single snap and is not just looking at the numbers. Are you, are you happy with the production you've gotten out of Noah Fant? No, it's, I think what it boils down to is just when you look at where he was drafted and everything, he obviously hasn't lived up to that. And that's a lot of what the, uh, I think the criticism comes from is just the fact that he hasn't looked like a, what was it? 20th, 19th overall pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a lot of the issue, I believe. I mean, he's been fine overall. He just obviously hasn't been to that level. Totally. I'll be interested to see um, if he's still in town next, you know, two years from now. I think he still probably will be right. unless they trade him, I guess. But um, who did you guys take in the third round? Uh, I got Carson Strong right here. <laughs> ah, shoot. See, this is where this shit is flawed because obviously like a value thing, Jake is smokes me, but he's mm-hmm. not going to be there. But Trey is going to be there in the third round either. So no, Carson this is, I mean, this is the end of the second pick. round. Yeah, one of those is, guys uh, is going to fall. I don't know oh, who's right. going to yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Pickett, Ritter, one of these guys is going to be there at 62. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's just, it's... Probably. It's just I, I pulled the trigger at 47. <laughs> I, I, I got it because I was honestly considering it at uh, 47 too. I saw him there and I saw Mechie and it was just like, well, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I could get another receiver later on like that. So that's kind of why I went there. And then the machine just wigged out and let him drop, I guess, all the way to <laughs> wherever 62. This just happens with the draft machine. Sometimes when you do it, it'll just have some guys drop for no reason. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess it just, uh, uh, just so happened this time around. That'd be a pretty nice haul though. If you got DeMarvin Leal, John Mechie and Carson Strong in the first three rounds. <laughs> yep. And I took uh, I took Darian Kennard here, your guy Justin. Okay. Nice. Fifteen picks later, so I got you on value there too. That's another one: Kenyon Green, Kenny Pickett, Darian Kennard. If you're leaving the first two rounds with those three yeah. guys, ah, oh, that's that's just so exciting. 
I think that's the thing I learned the most from this exercise is if Peyton and the scouts like do their work this spring, man, the Broncos could really come away with a haul here. And I love, I mean, the Sertan pick here is honestly, what gets me so excited. Cause like you look back then, it's like, they just took the best player and at 16, like you got DeMarvin Leal. I got Kenyon green. Like that's just because those are the two best guys who are available there. And I have absolute faith that the Broncos aren't going to panic and just take a quarterback because you need a quarterback and just let the board play out. You know, you can trade up in the second round and grab a guy. You can trade back into the first, but I'm, I'm excited about this draft. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on what happens ahead of you though, right? Like if, if you really want a quarterback and all of a sudden three go in the top 10, you know, then it, you know, it kind of changes your line of thinking, but we already did see that happen. And, and Peyton, you know, he stayed true to his principles. So there, there is room to trust him and, I don't know. Sertan's a stud. I don't know how you can look at that pick other than you could have had Justin Fields, but I mean, Sertan has been everything as advertised and then some. And Justin Fields has been kind of what we expected, right? Like in that Jalen Hurts type of mold where like maybe he figures it out at some point, but what? He's thrown seven interceptions already. He has like three touchdowns. He Again, that doesn't mean he's a touchdown run was pretty sweet last week. For sure. It just kind of looks like a high school play where you're the better athlete than everybody else on the field. Exactly. But then you see all Broncos saying, oh, they didn't take him. They took Sertan instead. And it's like, yeah, but big picture. There's there's a lot of things pointing towards Sertan being the right pick. But at some point, you got to take a risk on a quarterback. They're all going to be a gamble, I guess. But I don't know. In Fields' defense, though, I mean, Matt Nagy is still his head coach, so <laughs> I think <laughs> we need to kind of give him another year to really figure it out. True. At least. absolutely. I mean, let's just look at these stats just because I'm curious. Yeah, he has he has one 200-yard game. He went for 209 against the Lions. No touchdowns in a pick. Like, he yeah, is it, not... It's not been all athleticism. It hasn't, like, shown, like, the... Uh, we talked about it, man. The mental side of his game obviously isn't up to where a lot of these other quarterbacks were, where a lot of NFL quarterbacks are. So he's going to have to rely on that athleticism for a while. Totally. A lot of young quarterbacks do. Before uh, before we get to the 80th pick, NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they win, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It is that simple. I will say, it can get a little bit tricky. Last week, eight underdogs won outright. Four teams with backup quarterbacks. Might have been some new users that felt confident and got screwed on some wonky games. That's gambling, baby. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more likes you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the top-rated app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they win, you win $200 in free bets. They win, you win with the promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, we've had several DMVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out. They've let us know how great their experiences was, and uh, they thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. So we're back to tell all of you guys who haven't made the switch to go to Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental is seriously the best place to get your teeth clean. Uh, they, they provide everything you could ask for. They're family-owned dentistry. They're close to Denver, like 15 minutes away in Lakewood. They're huge Colorado sports fans. That's why they sponsor this podcast. And also, they just do a great job cleaning your teeth. Um, we've had a couple of our coworkers go out there, have their wisdom teeth pulled out. Uh, Lindsay said it was literally the best experience she's had with a dentist in her life. They really care about you. They really do their best work. I mean, they always do their best work, but for the NVR people, they... they they up it another notch, which is uh, something special. Uh, and the best part is you go in there, you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. You'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Make sure that when you go, you tweet at us, tweet at them, tag us, let us know um, how your experience was and uh, show them how much the uh, community can support our biggest supporters. And again, you get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. 
You heard the man. Hit them up. They are the best around. Quick question for you, because this is going to decide what I do with this pick. Ooh. Right now, on the spot, is Melvin Gordon a Bronco next year? No chance. Oh, man, um, I don't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I could totally see them being <laughs> like, eh, one more year, four million, here you go, and then just kind of kicking the can down the road. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's gotta they took Boone for a reason. I think they would probably bring in another like free agent type back or someone like that before bringing Gordon back. It's so easy to find a running back who you can justify giving the ball to. Like they're just everywhere. There's probably like three not on teams. Well, Adrian Peterson just got signed this week. That's a guy you yeah. can just have if whenever you want. And it's like, yeah, Melvin Gordon's been good, but also George Payton said this week that they have to find a way to get more touches for Javante Williams. I just don't see them. Sure, it's going to be like the difference between probably like $4 million, like you said, and paying like $1 million. That $3 million difference doesn't make much sense um, to, to worry about. But it, there just isn't much point in bringing Melvin back. Yeah, get Kyron Williams is on the board. So is Isaiah Spiller. That I think I got to go Isaiah Spiller. Would he pair well with Javante? I think he would. I think I'm, I don't get too worried about the pairing. I think it can be fun when you have two guys who are different, but even I mean, like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like it's not Very like there's a lot yeah. of difference there. It's just two good running backs, two guys you want to get the ball to. As long as you have one guy who can catch the football, I think you're fine. That's a good point, Hank. And I think that uh, Javante does enough catching the ball that even, I mean, I think it's one of the more impressive things Spiller's done so far this year, showing how he can catch the ball mm -hmm. uh, compared to last year. So um, regardless of that, I think Javante's fine as a pass catcher and the Broncos really shown that they don't throw much to running backs anyway. So True. Um, not that big of an issue. Yeah. Well, that's Spiller where I went, six with. I went with Isaiah Spiller. Six catches, including the game-winning touchdown against CU in case anybody still has nightmares <laughs> about that. <laughs> the value would feel okay at 80, right? Like, I mean, if you took Isaiah Absolutely. Spiller in the, you know, early in the second round or something, people are probably sitting there like, really, again, after taking Javante. But if you're able to add talent to the trenches, at this point in my draft, you'd already picked up a quarterback. You know, you got Trey McBride. Mm -hmm. Now you add a player like Isaiah Spiller. And this offense is, is starting to feel pretty fun. Uh, a video game wise, it would be awesome. I don't know how much success it would lead to in real life, but who do uh, who do you guys have with the 80th pick? I took uh, the Marvian Overshawn, the linebacker from Texas, safety turn linebacker. He's a good one. Who'd you have a lot of time watching him in the bowl game against Colorado last year? He's gotten better this year too. I feel like like just yeah. senses and physicality and all that. He's playing like you want him to play. That's a good pick. Who did, who did you, you take? I took Brandon Smith, the linebacker from Penn State. Okay. He's a freak. He's he's one of those guys who like the the numbers aren't quite there yet, but he plays like that nickel position and he's 6263 and just a very linear linebacker. He gets in the backfield really fast. Like he's in that Isaiah Simmons mold and has like the freakish 40 times. That's that's the kind of guy that I feel like the Broncos are needing and to mm -hmm. get him at 80, I'm super super hyped about. That's a good pick. I like the value yeah. on all of these picks so far. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty well. Um, that's why I took a Overshone too, though, is he's kind of got that history as a safety. Um, they just sort of moved him down into the box uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, they said, Peyton said, that's really why they took Sertain is they think he's like a matchup eraser, how he can match up with different types of players and talents. Um, if you have another guy that's got that kind of versatility in there, I think it really makes the defense a lot better. Absolutely. I just looked up Brandon Smith. They haven't listed 6'3", 241. And he has Ooh. like one of those, he's going to have one of those crazy 40 times that goes along with that. Just blitzing yeah. off the edge, dropping in coverage, all that stuff. I, I love it. Stock up. All right, moving on to the 94th pick. I think I got to add a linebacker and there's one I like a whole lot, a guy that I actually think is going to be potentially even a top 50 pick when it's all said and done. Chad Muma, linebacker from Wyoming. This guy does it all, man. He's got, he in like eight games, he has about 80 tackles. He leads the team in pass deflections, interceptions. He can rush the quarterback. He's solid against the run. 
really Logan Wilson 2.0. Their games are very similarly. Wilson has been a stud for the Bengals. I would love to see Chad Muma, a Colorado kid, end up back with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I, I mean, they need to get a linebacker here. And we'll see what happens, mm-hmm. I guess, with Kenny Young. And they, they've, they're trying Baron Browning out there. And who knows what they do with Alexander Johnson or Josie Jewell. It just seems like even if you had all four of those guys, bringing in somebody who just has some pop who could just be something special there would still be worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking forward to watching Muma this weekend against uh, the Colorado State. Uh, Justin, you've talked about him before on the show, right? Chad Muma? Yeah, he's he is really good. He's a guy that's playing under the radar right now just because Wyoming played kind of a, a really terrible non-conference schedule. Like None of those games were relevant or on TV. They're currently on a four-game losing streak as a team. But the, the Chad Muma-Trey McBride matchup going to be really interesting and nice. just kind of be interesting to see how Wyoming handles McBride and how CSU handles Muma because those are two impact players. McBride had two touchdowns against Wyoming last year. And I kind of talked to Muma about it in the offseason. They're like, it was really frustrating because our entire defensive game plan was centered around stopping Trey McBride. And he came out and just kicked our ass. So, you know, they're going to be really motivated. Something's got to give. Surprisingly, a Mountain West game with two teams on losing streaks actually has a lot of draftable players to watch. Wyoming defense, Xavier Valade, they're running back. Obviously, CSU's got some defensive guys. Ryan Stonehouse, if you're into sexy punting. But uh, I realized this... uh, I realized that the simulation I did didn't, it wasn't updated. It didn't have Denver's new picks. So it says my draft is complete, um, which it's not. That's a bummer, but we can still go to you guys and I'll give my input. Who did you guys have with this 94th pick though? Isaiah Spiller. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) None of these players are actually going to be there. And I would like that to be on the record. Some Jake is gonna have an be. awesome, awesome draft, and yeah, he's killing yeah, it. I, uh, I took. I t- go ahead, Henry. Sorry, I took Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. I mean, I feel like this is the point in the draft where, like, he's a five star. He's on the best defense in the country. He's made a couple plays. He hasn't made a bunch of plays, but there's just so much potential there, and the chance that it kind of like Jonathan Cooper, where it's like you come from that Ohio State defense. Sure, you didn't put up crazy numbers. But now he gets the Broncos and it's like, yeah, you just belong here. And that's what I think Nolan Smith is. Makes sense. Thank uh, That's Justin, really a, in my defense. I was going to take Isaiah Spiller before I took Overshone, and I was really hurt that I had to take the linebacker. And then I saw him <laughs> there for my next day. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Jake, in this draft. It, it, I'm pretty much just going to concede defeat. But I will say, I have a team full of players that I just like a lot. I mean, I ended up with a bunch of Mountain West guys, but they're all studs. So I I would be very happy if all any of these players actually ended up in Denver. And I got to ride for the brand, right? If I'm if I'm not out here standing the Mountain West, nobody is. True. Um, I I don't have the next picks because my stupid simulator is screwed up. So I'll just throw it to you and I'll give some input on who you guys took. Hank, what number pick is next in the fifth round, and what do you have? We just went through the three rounds. Are, are we done? Yeah. We're done. Oh, who? Yeah, so I thought there was one more recap. pick. No, we had no. five. Who? Who are your five, Justin? All right, I ended up with Carson Strong, Darian Kennard, Trey McBride, Isaiah Spiller, and Chad Muma. All of which who I like a lot. Uh, the problem bad, was man. is you guys took a lot of my same players, just got them at much better uh, value. So. If we're looking at like who actually drafted better, it's tough to say that I won. It's tough to even argue for myself. Hank ended up <laughs> with um, Kenyon Green, um, Kenny Pickett, Darian Kennard, Brandon Smith, and Nolan Smith. Mm-hmm. A lot of those names were very similar. That's what tied me up. Sorry. I know. And <laughs> it's crazy. Kenyon and Kenny. And then after that, you finish with the two Smiths. <laughs> I was... I already struggled to read, but when you make it like that, I'm like, oh man. (laughs) Jake ended up with DeMarvin Leal, John Mechie, Carson Strong, uh, DeMarvion Overshawn, and Isaiah Spiller. Those are some good drafts. I think like it's tough to be upset about any of these, I would think. My big takeaway, just take whoever falls at quarterback. 
there's going to be one right. of those five, six guys there at 47. Who, I mean, things are going to change between now and April probably, and there's going to be more of a pecking order. But right now, it's just like, I don't care. If you want to make a case for Jake Hayner to be right there too, I oh, I yeah. just couldn't even... I, I wouldn't agree, but I wouldn't have a reason not to. A fourth round pick on Jake Hayner, you know, that's something like that. I'd be fine with... He's the toughest dude in college football right now. He's doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, a little bit undersized. You know, there's, I have some concerns about how he translates at the next level more so than, than strong or Desmond Ritter, but he's fun. He'd be a preseason, uh, one of those guys in preseason that just lights up third stringers. Right. <laughs> for sure. The, uh, um, Oh God. Who was the guy for the Broncos a couple years ago that went to the Vikings? Sloter. Kyle Sloter, Sloter. baby. The slow show. Sloter. <laughs> the next Kyle Sloter. Well, uh, we should post these online. Maybe I can get like a graphic made. If not, I'll just post the list and ask people who won. Because I, I honestly think any of these draft classes in a vacuum are great, I, especially if you take away the the positional value stuff and where people got them. But Carson Strong, a Bronco, that's the that's the theme of today's podcast. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or Carson Strong, who else? Or kind of, yeah. Or kind of, yeah. <laughs> and either one of those guys would be all right, you know, especially yep. in the second round. We had a lot of crossover. You guys both had yep. Carson Strong. Me and Justin both had Darren Kennard. Jake and Justin both had uh, Isaiah Spiller. We like a lot of the same guys. I mean, it makes sense, right? Group think yeah. we've kind of influenced each other's uh, great opinions minds think a little alike, bit. you know? It's true. We're just all really smart, is what it comes down <laughs> exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I kept We're gonna, going. I want to see what running backs are left. Like if I were to take one with my next pick, because you got, I, I do think they need to draft another. I do too. I think I might have reached a little bit in terms of where I took one, but I mean the fourth round, I or late of, end of the third round would be okay with me for sure. Yeah, so many guys still that are uh, available. It's going to be. I mean, every year that's one of my favorite things to do after the draft is just go through the running backs. And just like find those fifth, sixth, seventh round guys and watch list them in fantasy because you know yep. once those starters go down, man, that's who's stepping in. Yep. Somebody's going to pop, right? Speaking of fantasy, mm-hmm. my season is over, guys. I lost Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers in the same week. Oof. Oh, yikes. That's like 60 points a week just out the window. Yeah, I, I deserve to be out of it just because I drafted so poorly. I mean, what did I expect drafting Saquon? I know he's bad. I know the Giants are bad. Like, it's just dumb. Of Odell Beckham, it's like, that's just a oh, dumb God. pick. Like, you draft him he, because of his name. You got to play him because of his name. Yeah. It, I've been dumb me for too, a while. man. <laughs> Odell got me too. It's, I had a Raheem Mostert and stuff. It was, it's just mm. been a bad year, man. Yeah. San Francisco's running backs and just skill guys in general. I know the Kittle injury kind of impacted that, but that's been a big shock to me is how unexciting that offense is. Yeah. Anyways, it's, let's, uh, uh, it's not good. Let's get into some of the games this week. Just brief preview. We can go over some of the lines and stuff before we do though. Ah, oh my God. Fuck. What? Ouch. It's a bloodbath in here, guys. There's gotta be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny. That sounds weird. Better than this. <laughs> the manscaped 4.0 lawnmower is the best trimmer on the market. It's waterproof. It's got a ceramic edge stainless steel blade that's you know designed specifically not to cut your family jewels. It is awesome. It is trusted by millions of men worldwide. And when you use the code DNVR, you get 20% off plus free shipping. I am a huge proponent of their crop reviver. They've got ball deodorant, which sounds weird, but trust me, it is a game changer. You're going on a long car ride or just any day, you know, you might be a little bit muggy that day. Hook it up with the ball deodorant. You're going to be feeling much fresher at the end of the day. Like I said, though, the Lawnmower 4.0, this is the star of the show. It's got a 4K, uh, 10K LED light. Thing is awesome. Make sure you go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR. I love their reads. They are, <laughs> they are always interesting. Inks face when you started doing the read. <laughs> I know. Cause didn't you say like, but first, ah, 
Like, it wasn't just like, oh, ow. It was like, oh, pop, real quick. I got bring- ah. I, I forgot that that's how that, that ad started. So I was just going into like a normal ad read and I was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to pretend that I just cut my Johnson right now. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, I've, I've had something on my mind. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're going to keep this in. rolling. Uh, we don't have to like, you know, go that in depth or anything, but Utah Stanford Friday night, eight 30 Stanford, nine point favorites at home. That feels like a pretty steep spread to cover against the Utes. Hank, you're our resident PAC 12 expert. Where would you put your money in this? The over-under is 54. This is an 8.30 game on a Friday night in the Pac-12. And if you're not taking the <laughs> nine points, I don't know what you're doing. Like, like this is there's going to be something absolutely ridiculous that happens in this game. And maybe it's just that these two teams that are like pound the rock defense first teams just combined for like 80 points or something. But something weird is going to happen. And you you take Stanford plus nine in this one because it's Pac-12 after dark. Utah is yeah, frisky too. I don't trust them. There's no way I trust Utah in this spot here. On the I road, Jake would know. Uh, it's not they, good, man. They, they've played really well recently. I mean, they did lose to Oregon State, but like a 20-point win against UCLA last week. They, they beat Arizona State before that by two touchdowns, beat USC before that by 16, like, this Utah I like Utah team, to cover at least. I don't know if I would take them on the money line, but I like them to cover. I mean, Utah's favored in this one. They're, I mean, I think. Oh yeah, I had this flipped. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. I said that backwards. Excuse me. Stanford's nine point favorites. That's why I'm taking the Stanford plus or nine. Underdogs. I mean, Good Utah is alone at the top of the Pac-12 South right now, and this is what happens every single year in the Pac-12. And to be honest, it kind of sucks because you go into the season, you're like, okay, well, pencil in Utah to finish second or third in the South because they're going to be an eight-win team, a nine-win team, something like that, but they're not going to be good enough to win this. And then nobody goes and wins the South. Like, it was wide open. And there's only other, there's only one other team in the Pac-12 South with a winning record, and that's Arizona State. And it's just like, okay, here we are. It's Utah again, even though they have no business winning any division, just by default, being a decent, capable football team that isn't going to shoot themselves in the foot. We'll see if that right. changes on Friday, but I don't know. I mean, they're going up against a similar type of team in Stanford, though, and you get the nine points. So, and they're at home. I, I just, yep. there's no way. You got Saturday morning, we've got Air Force Army over under 37. I would stay away from that. But Air Force, two and a half point favorites in this one. I really like the Falcons to cover. They've really been dominant against Army over the last 10, 15 years or so. I do hate that this is a neutral field. I wish this was in Colorado Springs. Um, it is at the Cowboys Stadium. I actually had an opportunity to go to this game through Breckenridge. Um, didn't work out though because I got to cover the border war. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, 14 and a half point favorites against Nebraska, over under 66. That's a lot of points. Does Ohio State cover against a Nebraska team that's probably better than most give them credit for, but still Nebraska? Yes, they cover. They do. Liberty Ole Miss. Can Liberty cover a nine and a half point spread? That's asking. I, I'm taking Ole Miss in this one. I'm yeah. mostly because I'm kind of bitter toward Malik Willis. He had this thing all locked up. Like, like he could have just been the best quarterback. And then back to back weeks, what was it? Was it MTSU and UL Monroe? Both games, he throws three interceptions. He was like, no. Sure, they got away with. The, well, I guess one of those wins, but I'm screw you, Malik Willis. I was excited, and now no, you're not <laughs> going to do this. You're not going to cover against Ole Miss. You're not that good. Yeah, I'm going to take Miss the, uh, stumbled a little bit. They they're still the SEC team. I think they're going to roll over Liberty in the trenches. I would take the nine and a half. Yeah, it's. I'm actually surprised it's not a little steeper. I know that Ole Miss's defense yeah. kind of sucks, but this feels like it should probably be closer to like 13 or 14 and then hope that the G5 team, you know, keeps it close. What's the line on that one? The, that over uh, could be fun. I think it's 66. Yeah, 66 and a half. That's a big number. Which is a lot of points, Steve. especially if Ole Miss dominates Liberty. But yeah, if you are going to throw your money somewhere, that's probably the most fun place to put it yep. other than taking Liberty money line, which... Will be great if they hang, but 
could be really brutal right away. I like the uh, money Georgia line the spread. I do too. Does Georgia cover 38 and a half points against Missouri? I Missouri and Tennessee have cost me more money than anyone in the freaking country this year because every time I think I understand them, I bet against them and then they win. 38 and a half points is a ton though. It is. That is a massive number. Um man, I don't know about Missouri though. I I haven't seen too much of them and I just know Georgia's defense is out of this world, and I don't think Missouri really has any world beaters on offense. Um, I'm going to take the dogs. I'm probably going to regret it, but I would take the dogs. I just stay away from lines like this, but if I'm picking a True. side, I'm going to pick Missouri. <laughs> they, I mean, even, that's fair. I'm putting you on the spot. 39 so. to zero is, is a lot. Like, And then you look at like 46 to seven. It's like these scores, it's just tough to believe it could happen. I get it, but man, the way Georgia can pile up points, you saw it last week with Florida at the end of the half with that pick six, man, it, it can really avalanche. It can on turn in a hurry. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Baylor taking on TCU. Baylor's seven point favorites. TCU obviously just lost Gary Patterson plus 210 on the money line. They've been frisky this year as well. I don't know. RK is always, you know, he loves the, the new coach games. Hank, how do you True. feel about this one? I mean, I feel like that's the strongest opinion here is that it's like it's a new coach game and so you just follow the rule and take the other side, take Baylor, but screw it. Yeah, we're taking Baylor. Minus six and a half. They can win by a touchdown. Sure, it's on the road, but Texas is Texas. It's all Texas. There's no road there. (laughs) Um, Baylor's really come on as of late. Big wins over BYU and Texas. I'm going to keep on riding that train. Baylor is a college football playoff team. Potentially, oh, depending on what happens yeah. with Oklahoma. Yeah. If they Who beat they OU. Have? Yeah, that's the only I mean, they've that got that. They've got Kansas State, Texas Tech. I mean, those are those are tough, but I don't know. Texas possible. Didn't Texas Tech just lose their coach too? They fired their coach, right? Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. Okay, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh Auburn, four and a half point dogs at Texas AM. Texas AM, the offense all of a sudden has come to life. They don't even look like the same team that played CU. I, like I would stay the hell away team. from Bo Nix, though, because Bo Nix is a gambling killer. <sighs> There's going to be think, times when he's going to get it figured out. He's going to turn around and lob one up over his head, and it's going to get caught. You're right, man. I, I love betting against Bo Nix as much as anyone, but I Texas A&M, I just don't know if I can trust them offensively, even though they've got some guys I like. And as Justin said, they have kind of put it together as of late, uh, especially in that win over Bama. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I can't. I mean, they lose to Arkansas. They lose to Mississippi State. The next week, they beat Bama. Like, what do you even do about this team? I yeah, just beat them. Like, kick give give me A and M. Give me A and M. Fine, I'll take it. Really? Sure. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Yeah, I don't Arkansas. know. I don't think I'd break my Bo Nix rule. I'd go with A and M too. Nice. I would too. But that that our Auburn's going to win this game because that's just. Peak Bo Nicks. Like, and then they'll lose to somebody dumb. Like, and then they'll probably beat Alabama because God isn't real. Anyways, um, Arkansas, five and a half point favorites against Mississippi State. I don't trust Arkansas at all anymore. Plus 175 for Mississippi State is tempting on the money line. You guys trust Mike Leach? I know. Dude, I, I kind don't trust of. his team. You do? They're oh, fun. Man. I don't know. I I know Arkansas is kind of down recently, but man, I just don't really believe in the Mississippi State squad. I also get, oh man, five and a half though. That's just, that's in that danger zone where you're just back asking for the back tour. Either way. Yeah. yeah I don't like the like, spread. I would only take the money line if I was going to do it yeah. and just hope that they pull an upset. The Washington State memes this week have been really great. <laughs> like all the the Mike Leach to Nick Rolovich to the special teams coach whose monkey attacked a kid uh, <laughs> at a Halloween party. Like what a what a combination that would be. Uh, just for that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mike Leach. It's a big week for that storyline. All right, I'm just gonna uh, rapid fire a couple of these before we okay. before we get out of here. Tennessee, Kentucky is a pick 'em. Who you got? 
Kentucky. Give me Kentucky. They're at home. Give me Kentucky as well. Colorado, 10 and a half point dogs against Oregon State. Can the Buffs cover that, Hank? Uh, putting me That's on the spot enough. here. <laughs> um, yeah, they'll cover. I mean, they put up 29 points on Oregon last week. They actually have a functional offense. Sure, the defense only got... I mean, there were two drives where Oregon didn't score a touchdown. One was a field goal and one was an interception. And uh, that needs to change. It's changed in the past. We'll we'll go Colorado. They can keep it within 10, right? It's Oregon State. I'll take Oregon State. <laughs> I will take Oregon State as well. CSU, three and a half point favorites on the road against Wyoming. A little bit surprising. I thought this spread would go down. It has not. The Rams. I, I like the Rams in this one by a touchdown. Take the Why not? Give them to me. All right, we got Boise State, Fresno State. Really, really fun Mountain West game. Big-time conference implications. Boise State, five-point underdogs in this one. You can get the money line at plus 170. This is in Fresno. It's a sold-out game. This is classic Boise State plays spoilers and kills the underdog, you know, kills the Cinderella story. I do think Fresno State's the better team. I think their offense is really explosive. I think they have enough defensively to contain Boise State. I would be worried. The over-under is 59 and a half. I do like the over in that one. I think both these teams are going to score. Really? I like Fresno points. State oh, to cover, though. I'd take I, Boise. I, I think I'm going to take the Boise dog, yeah. I like it. We'll take the gotta ha- it has to, we got to have some discrepancy here, or otherwise it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's wrap up here. Oregon, seven-point favorites against Washington. I like the Ducks to cover. You could triple He's, this give line. Give me the Ducks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> where does that number come from? Well, I wonder if Vegas knows something we don't then about an injury or I mean, especially in this COVID world, you never know. Like there could be something wonky that we don't know about, but that that feels like stealing. So take it and run. Yeah, um, I think it's because maybe, Oregon put or Colorado put twenty nine on them last week, but it was like garbage time and the game was. But they did. You're right. I mean, it You're wasn't right. all. I mean, a lot of it was before that, but. I mean, it's a team that was going into that week last in college football by a wide margin when it comes to like yards per game and any number of stats. So that's not just take Oregon. Yeah. I mean, Washington isn't, I know, I know Colorado isn't very good, but we're talking about Washington here, man. We're not talking about a really yeah. good team. So no, they're bad. Texas six and a half point underdogs at Iowa state. Ooh, give me the Longhorns. <sighs> No, I'm not. You telling me Brock Purdy minus six and a half right now in this big game? No, no. Plus chance. 190, you can get the Longhorns money line. It's enticing. It's tempting. That's tempting. It is very tempting. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. This is what I'm gonna live bet. <laughs> one team. Yeah. One team's gonna score. Whoever scores the first touchdown, I'm betting on the other team. I like it. Go. I do that a lot. And it honestly, yeah, especially if you're just hunting a cash out or something, there, there's a lot of payoff there. For um, sure. Last game, USC eight and a half point underdogs at Arizona State. I feel like I don't have a read on either of these teams after the last couple of weeks. Hank, yeah. who 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 wins the game? I guess. I mean, Arizona State eight and a half point favorites seems pretty steep to me. I mean, it adds up. USC is terrible. They can't stop anything. Arizona State probably has the like best backfield in the conference. But at the same time, Arizona State has been known to shoot themselves in the foot. I take USC just because it's eight and a half. And I'm pretty sure like the history of these two teams, Arizona State always loses when they're supposed to win to them against them. I'm going to take the Sun a lot of teams. Yeah, I'll lean the Sun Devils as well. I trust Hank's observations on all things Pac-12. Um, let's so really go in on that Oregon game. I think that seems to be the one that everybody's most confident about. Um, I certainly am. I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I haven't dug into the lines this week. So hearing that was kind of shocking. USC has won five of the last six against Arizona state. That's why I'm going USC. Something to consider. Arizona are you state taking them outright or are you just taking them. them to cover? Ooh, I'm going to take them outright. This is what time was this game? 830. Oh, I'm Saturday. taking them out right. I'm absolutely taking them out right. Oh, and then every team, wouldn't that mean every team in the Pac-12 South, except for Utah, is 500 or worse? That's incredible. Is Herm on the hot seat if they lose this game? 
I mean, Herm's on the hot seat regardless with all the violations and stuff. Like the point. when when they were on pace to win the division, he could do whatever he wanted. But now it's like, oh, this is a very real thing, and you can't get away with that stuff unless you're winning a lot of games. Yeah, man, USC money know. line is plus two sixty. Just yeah. so you I'm guys have in. it out there. I'm all in. I will, I'm pretty sure they're going to be playing Jackson Dart this week. They've been splitting reps, oh, Jackson Dart okay. and Keaton Slovis. Yeah. Really? And they won't say who's playing. I bet it's Jackson Dart. And I bet he goes out there and lights him up. And then we all start saying, oh, two more years, tank for Jackson Dart. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he'll turn into Keaton Slovis next cycle. year. And then, yeah, no, we know what happens with USC quarterbacks. <laughs> right, right. Oh, all man. right. Well, you guys heard us. Really looking forward to this weekend slate. Got some big time games, obviously. Keep up with Hank and all of his CU coverage. I have you covered on the CSUN Big Time Border War. Longest continuous rivalry west of the Mississippi River. Um, keep up with all things DNVR, though. Become a member right now. All the Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, we do it all. I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Draft Pod for Jake, for Hank. Have a great weekend, y'all. <laughs>